Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Punch Podcast. I am your host, Logan Grigsby. First, I'd like to apologize for missing the last couple weeks. There were some shenanigans, but it's all good now. We're here today. So, for this week's announcements, obviously the usual, fuck the government, fuck Russia, fuck water, fuck fentanyl, drink more water, test your drugs, and love each other. And last but definitely not least, we have some milestones we accomplished for the month of July. We're absolutely electric to announce that we broke top 25%, top 10%, top 5%, and even top 1% of all podcasts for the month of July. We ranked 56 on Apple Music for entertainment and musics. Uh, a couple episodes just really took, took off and got a couple thousand downloads. Um... Hopefully more from there and could not be more excited more excited for these news Uh, You guys really helped us out and again, this would not be possible without you guys Um, Likes shares ratings Writing reviews those things are so helpful if you guys could continue to be the badass fans you are and keep doing that I would be so much appreciated and without that out of the way uh, I am absolutely psyched to announce uh, tonight's guest killing it From Killing It in Topeka's 420 Fest to Kansas City's Breakaway Festival and Fade Away After Party, we have Mr. Chiquito Fuego, or Michael Loya. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. How you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. So, Chiquito Fuego. One, I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, Chiquito Fuego. Little Fire? Yep, Little Fire. Me and my friend were high, and I didn't completely, like, understand what that even meant at first, and he didn't, we eventually, like, we Googled it, and we're like, Little Fire, what the hell is that? Like, is that actually it? So, explain. So, um, I actually don't even remember, one of my friends had said it, I'm, like, terrible with coming up with names Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but, um, we were kind of spitballing ideas, or, I I don't even know if we were spitballing ideas for my DJ name, um, we probably were, but uh, so I'm like mixed Mexican, Spanish, um, and white, and mm-hmm. um, so <clears throat> a friend had said it, and so the proper way to say Little Fire would be uh, Fuego Chiquito. Mm-hmm. You put, you know, and uh, so I have it backwards, which is just like you know the whitewashed in me. Yeah, um, it's just kind of humorous. And then you know, since I'm playing a lot of uh, heavy dubstep and tear out and stuff like that, I felt like that was uh, fitting for it. So. Absolutely. Just been rolling with it. Okay. So, how 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 old are you? Uh, twenty eight. Twenty eight. And are you a Kansas City native? You yeah. Lived your life. Yeah. I uh, lived in California for uh, probably like two and a half years in uh, elementary school, but born in Kansas City and have been back since like fifth grade. So, well, Kansas so, City's always home for me. I've yeah. lived Florida, Oregon, but Kansas City's home for me. Oregon would be nice. Oh, it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um. So when did you decide to start making music and what was kind of that initial inspiration? So honestly, I've been around it for a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure why I didn't pick it up sooner. Uh, I guess, I don't know, when I was younger, I didn't have like a lot of driver motivation for a whole lot of stuff. But um, like growing up, my my dad's played guitar since before I was born. Mm -hmm. He used to play guitar and like sing me to sleep when I was a little kid. Um, I played... uh, flute in fifth grade trumpet in seventh grade and bass guitar i think it was in high school um for a few years and i played like in the church band with my dad um and uh i had a bass guitar for uh a bit after high school and then uh, actually last christmas mm-hmm. uh, the homie subsick gave me a bass guitar so i have one again i need to get a little work done on it but um so i've been around music for a long time mm-hmm. um and I've been going to shows like EDM shows for a long time, like since mm. like 2013. What what, uh, what was your first show? When... The first one was Adventure Club. Oh, it was fire. yes, it was fire amazing. Very good show. Very good show. So, would you say that kind of that show made you just want to jump in immediately, or was there any shows that stand out to you that made you go, "Fuck, I need to be a part of." A part of all of this? Honestly, I don't. I don't know. It's it's interested me for a long time. Like I remember. Um, so I went to shows for a long time and I was just mm-hmm. partying and, uh, you know, having a good time and I loved the music and everything. But, uh, and I remember one time, um, hanging out with Haztec and, uh, like, like a couple, few years ago, 
and uh, we were like drinking, hanging out, and he was like trying to show me how to DJ him and uh, me and his uh, other buddy Dallas. He was like trying to teach us how to DJ, and I was like looking at it like, uh, seems hard. Like I, I don't know, I'm cool. Uh, really didn't have like a lot of interest. I think I, I maybe my priorities were a little offset and stuff at the time. Um, but uh, at the beginning of COVID, I so I had gotten FL Studio like sometime maybe in like 2019 or something like that and like was toying with it um i had like downloaded the trial versions before throughout the years a couple of times here and there but never did much with it but um and then uh at the beginning of covid uh when you know everything was getting shut down mm-hmm. i was still like learning to produce but i didn't want to get stuck with that being the only thing to do just because that is it's a lot to take yeah. in so um yeah. it can be really off-putting if you don't have other things mm-hmm. to do um to take up time when you get absolutely kind of overwhelmed with stuff. So, uh, I started DJing. I got a bunch, all the stuff I needed to start DJing at the beginning of COVID and, uh, got into that. And then after I'd been DJing for a while, it kind of just pushed me more into the production route. So and I've just been around it a long time. Um, I got sober last year too. So it's kind of like helped that too. So just pushing me, uh, into the like uh, like i said like i kind of had like poor priorities before mm-hmm. I, was, I was really like partying a lot no i, I um, feel i feel that i got i stopped drinking two months ago yeah it's... that's awesome that's good man that's good but yeah definitely i feel like it just kind of maybe uh killed my motivation to really do much mm-hmm. i didn't know what i wanted to do but um i don't know i mean and i definitely was like still partying when i started mm-hmm. djing and doing music and stuff but uh yeah i mean it's i don't know change of focus i guess absolutely so on an average day, how many pigeons do you think you could carry? Well, that, that depends. Am I like throughout the whole day or at one time or what are we, what are we mm. talking here? And for like 24 hours or like. Just, e- ju- just got to like, just got to be able to like walk across the street. All right. And you or said, walk a block you said on them. the average day. Yeah. So implying day. that I've like woken up in my normal time and yeah. we go to bed at normal time. Yeah. Am I spending my whole waking hours carrying these pigeons? No, you're just doing it for about, for about 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Yeah. Just like seeing how many you can do. Are they going to try and fly away from me? No. Okay, so I just can easily grab these pigeons. Yeah, I can easily p- grab these pigeons, put them in a bag. How many pigeons? In 30 minutes. Um, let's go with uh, 472. What is the average weight of a pigeon? I don't know, man. I imagine a pigeon weighs more than, more than a pound. Dylan, Dylan, Google that. We'll get back with you on that. But okay, so you obviously come from a musical background. Um, so how, how, how do your parents feel about shows concerts you doing doing all that obviously you said your dad was in church 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 group doing music are they pretty supportive yeah they're very supportive um i mean they've always been like supportive of me doing whatever i want to do as long as i'm you know handling my business and being responsible um i think they're more supportive now that i'm like they know i'm not like just out doing drugs and drinking all the time yeah absolutely Um, i know my mom had mentioned they they definitely like worry about me with some stuff which i can understand that but uh i think uh you know they see that i'm really focused on that that's what i want to do so you know they're happy to just see me happy doing what i'm doing Mm -hmm. that's nice that's the that's the support you need yeah definitely Mm -hmm. So the day of a show, what does that look like for you? Waking up to going to bed? Do you have any specific routines, rituals, anything like that? Or just kind of normal day? Um, assuming, I mean, if it's like, uh, it kind of depends if it's like a smaller, like local event, uh, no, let's I say, let's say it's not like the like, biggest like, show of your life, but a decent show. Okay. Or, so I'll probably have like taken off work for the day mm-hmm. if it's on a day that I work, which I'd work some funky hours right yeah. now. So I likely would be working the day that I would be booked. But, um, so I take the day off, um, probably sleep in, uh, get up. I like to, I like to start the day on a positive, efficient note. I don't like to feel lazy. So maybe do a couple things around the apartment, even if they're small, just to feel good about that. And then, um, you know, get some food in me. Usually if I play a show, I'm going to take a nap midday. Uh, cause I, uh, 
I'm a sleepy boy these days. I like to uh, get to bed. At yeah. I'm getting older, you know, yeah. I'm feeling it. Uh, I can't, I can't always hang with the after parties and stuff anymore. No. Um, so no. I usually, I usually try and get a nap in sometime mid afternoon. And then, um, honestly, I usually spend most of the evening prepping, making sure my, uh, the music's ready. Um, I know like, like for breakaway, I had a bunch of last minute adjustments. I was making to songs and stuff like that. So, um, that can come up. I tr- I try at all costs to avoid any sort of last minute downloading of music or anything like that. It definitely happens. Um, as I'm sure any DJ would tell you, mm. but I try to do as little of that as possible just to, uh, decrease the <clears throat> anxiety I'm going to have about like not knowing my music or whatever. Um, I traditionally, like if it's a bigger event, I, I'm not super big on freestyling. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do it at times, but if it's a, like when I did my back to back at uh, breakaway with Subsick, that was like a last minute thing that was freestyle. Yeah. Like there's no preparation for that, but normally I'm going to prepare. You got to have like kind of a roadmap. Yeah. I like to, uh, I like to have a good idea of what I'm going to do. Cause I typically like to go through at least a couple of different styles mm. and genres. So I want to have an idea of what I'm doing with that. Um, and then timing. I like to know that too, but, uh, and then, uh, yeah, pretty much just, uh, make sure I'm, uh, well fed, well hydrated and wherever I need to be early enough to sit down and I don't know, get through it gets, I usually just do some breathing routines, make sure I'm, uh, you know, there's always a little bit of anxiety before, before performing, mm-hmm. but, uh, just kind of make sure I'm in good headspace and everything focused, but, uh, yeah, not, not really anything too crazy or special. What? is your most treasured possession oh man um so sentimental thing <sighs> sentimental if it's like an instrument that you care a lot about that no too. uh so sentimental like no if you if you say sentimental the first thing that pops into my head is probably either i have uh, a stuffed winnie the pooh thing that's holding like a birthday present this is happy birthday that my parents gave me when i was a baby and then i also have like this uh it's like stuffed reindeer that sings that uh, grandma got run over by a reindeer. I got that oh. from I, my grandma had it and I always played with it when I was a kid when she was when mm-hmm. she passed. That was like the only thing I wanted. So those sentimental, those yeah. two are probably it. I have those like sitting right on my desk at the top corner. Like you, they're right out. Easy to see. I see, look at them all the time. So do you think someone else's happiness can affect your own or someone else's? I think that depends on like your mindset. Um, in mm-hmm. general, I know in the past it's been able to affect me. I think over time, uh, more recently over the past year, uh, year and a half stuff that I've gone through, things like that. Um, not to say that I'm like on it all the time, but, uh, you know, nobody's perfect, but mm-hmm. I, I try to be more mindful that, uh, you know, Somebody else's feelings are on them. My feelings are on me. I, I can be supportive, but I can't like let you it weigh on to yeah. on me to the point where it's like gonna affect where I'm at Absolutely. in my headspace. Absolutely. So, would you rather have ten thousand dollars or be the best tetherball player in the world? I feel like if I was the best tetherball player in the world, I could win a lot more than $10,000. You think? Okay, $100,000. Uh, I've never heard of the tetherball world championship. Well, you're about to. <laughs> million dollars? I'd maybe take the million because you can... Uh, I've always said like if I want a lot of money, I would... Mm-hmm. Uh, purchase reasonable size property a vehicle outright a reasonable vehicle just so i'm like yeah. settled if i didn't have a job or anything whatever i've got you got everything somewhere to live somewhere some way to get to work or a job if i lost my job like i said whatever um and then i mean with that much money i mean because you three hundred fifty thousand dollars would buy like a, a reasonable house and a mm-hmm. car uh with the rest of that money you can turn around and make some investments uh open a business uh you know do some make some moves that'll make the money work for you gotta watch out for that irs though you're not even getting the full million <laughs> yeah that's true that's true and they're that's gonna true. tax you on everything you buy and then tax you yearly on <laughs> gotta love it that's why we don't like the government here at the electric podcast
Fuck them. <laughs> so does your music have a specific sound? And how would you describe that to somebody who's new to the EDM scene? Not very so, knowledgeable. What I've been going for lately, yes. So I only have one song released right now. I released mm-hmm. that in January. It's a song I made with Subsick, um, Water on Fire. That's got like some like mad old school Zed's Dead vibes. And honestly, I don't really know. Like we just kind of got into the DAW and started going. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't really like anything I was going for or we were going for just kind of worked with both of us with his style and what I was cool with, um, and everything. And I, I'm happy with it. But, uh, lately, uh, the whole, the whole plan of the Chiquito Fuego project was, uh, definitely like more heavy dubstep tear out type stuff. Uh, rhythm as a lot of people would call it. Mm-hmm. I don't, okay. To be clear, there's a difference between rhythm and heavy dubstep and tear out. Like we need to, we need to, I just need some of y'all to do that research for me please but uh (laughs) yeah no um a lot of like what i've been producing um has been like uh like after odd profit at aura um i made a song like a couple weeks like two week and a half two weeks later uh that's definitely like odd profit sounding went and got a some samples from him and stuff um and uh a number of my songs have a lot of heavy metal guitar in them definitely a lot of metal influence um it's all very heavy that i'm going for right now with this project but uh i do have some other ideas and plans in the works um nothing solidified but just kind of trying to feel out where i want to go with things what i want to do so Mm -hmm. absolutely so can we choose our emotions or do you think they just happen um, I think, I mean, emotions are definitely something that are going to be based on your reaction to events. So it's going to be different from person to person. I don't think in general, like you choose your emotions, but you can definitely control influence them. them. I, I wouldn't say control yeah. is necessarily the best mm-hmm. word, but influence, like you can't necessarily f- control like being sad, but yeah. you can do things to help yourself get out of that mindset, you know, mm-hmm. get out of the funk. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So you have a favorite smell? A favorite smell? Yeah, favorite smell. You learn a lot about somebody from their favorite smell. Um, well, I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of the smell of weed. The smell is pretty good. Fair. Um, Fair. I also, Fair. uh, I was big into drifting, uh, so, like, the smell of burnt rubber tires, oh, like, that's, uh, that's honestly, yeah, that, dude, uh, yeah. The smell of an old car that has yeah. a really shitty emission system on it. <laughs> oh, man, there's nothing yes. like it. So do you ever get nervous? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, how do you how do you hi- hype yourself up? How do you deal with the preacher jitters? Um, I honestly, I'm a big fan of music. Like, uh, that, mm. like all the way. Uh, I think music has a lot of influence. So if I'm nervous, uh, breathing definitely meditation helps. Um, not I've been pretty bad at that lately, but uh, yeah. doing some breathing exercises and uh, turning on some good music that puts you in a good headspace, whatever, uh, whatever you're going for, you know, uh, like if you're sad and you want to be happy, you, I know it's hard, but uh, sometimes you got to turn off those sad songs. Absolutely. So, uh, this one might be a little personal. Have you, uh, have you pooped today? I think so. I think I'm, so, Dylan. I want to say so. Dylan? I would be surprised if we're I checking, haven't. Yeah, we're checking colon health in here. Yeah, everybody's pooped today. Good. If you haven't pooped today, maybe go check the bathroom. Get some laxatives. Yeah. Okay, so you're opening a show. Crowd's still coming in. What do you do to get them hyped up and going? And what are some absolute no-nos about opening, like playing the headliner songs? Yeah, don't do that. There's a meme that's been going around. Yeah. Don't don't fucking play the headliners music. <laughs> Honestly, um it kind of depends. I haven't had a I haven't had any bookings that were like super tight on anything. I haven't had a lot of big bookings or anything like that, but um I mean, I know a lot of people that have um I would recommend speaking to whoever is booking you and discussing like I've, I've heard of artists that specifically don't want anything from their label played when you're mm-hmm. opening for them. So clarifying that kind of stuff is good. Um, I also like you definitely want to play to the room. I mean, that's just like a general DJ thing. I think a lot of people want to just like play want to play what they want to yeah what they want to play as hard as they want to play whatever and to an extent like you should because that's like what you're that's your style like if you're being booked for you you should but you also need to be mindful like you don't want to like you don't want to overplay the uh, headliner the even you know the next act like that, you want to you want to the next question do you think an opener an opener can go too heavy yes definitely um you definitely want to play to 
the room to your your time slot um the crowd and every every show is different like if you're playing like like the, some of these local shows that we'll do around here you know what i mean like it's not the same thing like you can you play what you play but if 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 you're opening for a national act um and you know that they don't play a ton of like heavier heavier music mm-hmm. Not to say that you couldn't play it, like go for it, you know, throw it in there. It's a good time, but just be mindful of where, how you're doing it, when you're doing it. Like, absolutely, you just want to make your, you want to make your set appropriate to the the time slot and everything. And I, I think that's like honestly something that'll get you more noticed than people would think. So, you're the last man on earth. Technology's still around. You somehow survived, or the only survivor of some plague. What do you want to do? Go drift. Go drift. Yeah, yeah. probably. Go I'd probably go car. find. I'd probably go find a nice Corvette and uh, just go find a nice open track. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you think ignorance is really bliss? Yes and no. I mean, like it is, but I think a lot of people are ignorant because. Well, I don't know. That's like the definition of ignorance. So, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Yeah. Well, definitely do agree. So, besides music, what do you like to do in your free time? Uh, so, lately, I've actually been getting super into reptiles. Uh, I'm sh- my roommate, yeah. uh, Tyrell from Amber Snow, I'm pretty mm-hmm. positive. He's just uh, waiting for a sign on the door that says uh, zoo admission, $5, <laughs> $10, whatever. Um, I ha- I've had two cats, but I recently got a, I got a bearded dragon at the beginning of the year. And then I got a ball python a couple months ago. And then I had found this. It's called a Chinese cave gecko, um, and they're super, super beautiful animals. They're like they have a black body with purple undertones. They have yellow stripes on their bo- on their back and yellow or white stripes on their tail, and they have bright red eyes. Um, and I got one of those online, and uh, I have like another snake, another bearded dragon, and a different skink that I'd like to get. So uh, that's been a lot of it, but. Uh, music uh the animals um and i don't know i that's a lot of it man that really is a lot of it i've been uh dealing with some personal stuff and kind of mm-hmm. trying to get a good foundation and stuff get uh back on my feet everything I had some car trouble and stuff that led God, me to man. having to sell a bunch of my gear and everything and so uh a lot of my focus has really kind of been revolved around that lately um not a whole lot else just making sure i'm like up and ready for work and everything uh, i've been getting into fitness trying to get in better trying shape i'm hoping to, to hoping by festival season next year i'm looking like the chads yeah i stopped drinking so i keep hoping i'm just gonna burn off that weight but dude it's that's happy. honestly that's it's a good it, it really is like the it is a good place to start like honestly the amount of weight that people retain from drinking beer mm-hmm. is is absolutely ridiculous yeah i was drinking 20, 20 beers a night or some crazy shit like that. Hey, man, we've been, we all been there. It happens. So do you consider yourself a uh, competitive person? Yeah, I try to... Yes, but I try, I try to not be... It kind of depends on what it is. Um, okay. It's circumstantial. I mean, if it's something that I should be competitive on, I'm, I definitely can get myself in that mindset, but I'm also good about not like you know getting bent out of shape about stuff that's really not important or doesn't really matter what do you think is the largest animal you could take in a fight the largest animal can i use a weapon or do i have to bear arm like you can't use like a gun you can use like a rock or like a stick um the biggest animal i could take with a rock or a a stick a solid one a solid like stick a solid like a big branch okay. yeah um you get your choice of yeah you can even make it into like a little spear i guess am i am i supposed to be erring on the side of like me winning on this because or, or is yeah. this like survival completely because i don't think i'd want to try and take on a tiger or anything like that i might See, just those I, are two different things because i feel like i could survive most animals but beating it that is a lot harder. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, if you just have to evade and survive, like, that's a different story. But if I've got to, like, 
like if you're gonna put me in a cage with an animal kind of thing i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with something smaller to be honest with you because like i know some pretty vicious dogs yeah. i might just stick with a dog see i was like at first i thought like i could probably take any dog but then i thought about like pit bulls i'm like they get on you. You're hit. Or they even are there's pure some muscle. Or, or, you got dude, that think about off. think about like a like a mastiff or something. Like some some of these yeah. big dogs. They got some big boys, man. They could jump all over you. So yeah, I don't know. A kitten. <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll stick with a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you describe a wook to your religious grandmother? You have a, a modern a day old, hippie. You a have modern. a yeah, old school religious grandmother. Uh, no, my grandma passed uh, some years ago. Um, no, if I was gonna exp- I'd, okay, if I was gonna explain it to my aunt, mm-hmm. I would uh, I would explain it as a a, a modern day hippie, and uh, they they tend to be a little dirty, and uh, they might smell a little bit, but they're good people. They mean well. They might ask you for a cigarette or something, but... What are they doing with the balloons? You, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> uh, so what do you think is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? When I was in Boy Scouts, Scoutmaster Wilson, this is like, shit, probably like fourth grade, Scoutmaster Wilson, that's the, that's the guy right there. He uh, told me, don't overly stress anything that is outside of your control. And that has forever stuck with me. Not to, like, it, I, like I said before, I'm not perfect, but uh, when I do get in my head about things, I try to think about that. And, you know, at the end of the day, all you can control is what you can control. So if you're overly stressing, you know what someone else is doing you're just causing yourself extra stress for no no good reason absolutely absolutely so would you rather be remembered for being a good person or for being kind of a dick but with some of the sick, sickest wubs around um i mean i'd rather be known for a good person but i feel like some people think i'm kind of a dick cuz <laughs> i uh I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of at a point where I don't really hesitate to like speak out on things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say what I feel. Um, I don't know. I hate I, uh, how that makes you an asshole these days. Yeah. I mean, I try to be respectful, but there's just like certain things mm-hmm. where it's, I, I, that, I, that's what it comes down to is like a, a, if it crosses a line of like, you know, something needs to be said about this. Like pe- people are going to be rude. People are going to do things like I'm not going to, you know, just I don't run around. I'm not a Karen, you know. Absolutely. But but um, you know, if someone's really up to something, like, mm-hmm. and it needs to be pointed out, absolutely, or something. absolutely. People are some people definitely take advantage of their positions in the community. That's just how it is. Hopefully, and I might I might come off a little spicy fixed. sometimes, just a little. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could know the truth behind any conspiracy theory. What what would you what one would you want to know, dude? That's a that's a hard one. There's a lot, but yeah, honestly, JFK, like with how the pyramids, it's aliens. it's hard because with with how everything's going right now, like between COVID and this monkeypox shit, like I want to know what the hell's my mom. Pox. I had said something. I was I said something about how like I I think the government's trying to kill us, and she was like, oh <laughs> conspiracies, blah blah blah, and I'm like, you know, it's just really like it's crazy to me that we would have like t- like this virus that has been around for a long time and there's just this super super form of the virus that got out of this lab somehow and you know it could it literally i like i could acknowledge that it could have been as simple as like you know we've all seen some angry employees like it could have been some dumb shit like that but i'd like to know really like what's going on because then you have this this now we got this monkeypox things going going on and uh i don't know but um I don't know. There's there's a number of there's a number of good ones, man. Back in high school, I used to spend a lot of time. I had a buddy Caleb that we would uh, we would talk a lot about a lot of different conspiracies and uh, dive into the rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, you could you know how it is, man. You go to school, mm-hmm. get out of school around three or four, whatever time it was. You go home, get on the computer. Next thing you know, it's time for dinner. You go back to the computer. Next Watching thing you know, it's time awesome. to go to bed. And then you've learned like half. You've learned like half of a fraction of what you're trying to find <laughs> on something because you can. I mean, keep getting scrapped by random. Reddit's random a beautiful shit. place, yeah. man. There's a lot of information <laughs> there. So if you could go on tour in any foreign country for a year, but you can't come back. 
what country would you want to go to? Uh, Germany for Germany sure. Germany for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've oh, always, yeah. I've had a I took German in high school for a few years and uh quickly gained a huge interest in the in just like the whole culture there. Um I've also like World War Two is like the most interesting era to me, yeah. like the Holocaust and everything yeah. like that. Um and and uh there's a lot of really cool stuff in and around Germany, a lot of really beautiful places to see. Um so yeah, man. I'd, I'd, and the food, man. They eat a ton yeah. of deli meat and just, dude, meat and cheese, man. It's it's a good life out there. All of Europe is a pretty nice life, man. Yeah, God. and uh, honestly, dude, the rate of happiness out there, uh, at least when I was in high school, we talked about the statistics. Like, it's significantly higher than America. Like, I would be cool with that. And honestly, um, with how the EDM uh like as a whole how like all of electric music has really formed like a lot of it really did come from europe mm-hmm. um so you get a lot of one styles that don't really make it over here and you've got like just a lot of the history out there and i'm sure the nightlife out there is absolutely unreal absolutely absolutely if you could be remembered for one thing what would you want it to be Probably music. I'd like to make some, I would like, so I've always, from the beginning of uh, all of this, I've always wanted to learn to make like melodic stuff. I'm a huge fan of future bass and really like any kind of melodic music. I'd like to learn piano. Um, and Breakaway really um, kind of opened me up to trying to spend some more time on that. Um, I had a, I did have this label deal that I'd gotten signed down in Texas um, that for, for, you know, heavy dub step. So I was kind of focused on that, but um, some stuff came up and we mutually agreed to dissolve that contract. And so that's kind of opened me up to being able to really do whatever I want to do. Um, and so I would really love to make something that either like something really beautiful that either inspired someone or just like, was just that song for someone that really meant a lot that like, they just like anytime they hear it, super nostalgic. Absolutely. So what is the purpose of life? I have been trying to figure that out for a long time. And I think it kind of depends on your perspective, but, uh, I, I think, and I think we can all agree on that to each their own. But, uh, for me, it is going to definitely have to come down to like, like, living a fulfilling life and um and you know making i would like to just like even if it's just one person like make a mark on their life like be inspiring to them or touch them like with within me getting sober one of the things i said from when i was in rehab actually was like um being in the scene and staying sober and stuff like that that was really hard for me uh, for a while um not like once I went to rehab, I kind of got stuff mm-hmm. settled pretty quick. But before going, I like there was, you know, a number of times that I was like trying to not do drugs or drink and uh, wasn't doing great. But now, you know, like I would like to be able to like show someone that you can like if if this is really like if you're in it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. like you can 100 percent stay sober Absolutely. and and be there and be around it like. The day I got out of rehab, I played a show at the Riot Room. I was at festivals weeks after. I went to Colorado for a show. So, like, it really is, like, your mindset and everything like that, what you want to do. But um, Absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just being, like, inspir- inspiring to someone, inspirational to someone, that'd be cool. I would, I would really, I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. Also, um, trying to, like, go to the grave with, like, no regrets or, you know, as little as possible. Absolutely. 42 life is what you make it how do you see your sound and brand evolving in the next five years um so like i said i've been kind of thinking about some stuff Uh, i've been talking to some buddies uh about some different ideas of where i want to go with stuff i would like to it kind of depends like with Chiquito Fuego it'll probably stay to like heavy stuff but I may I may open up some new aliases mm-hmm. or a new alias to kind of go with this other direction I would like to like I said I'd like to I'd like to make some melodic stuff yeah. um Breakaway was That's a lot fun. of fun and I played a very different set than I've ever played and I've been getting more into like house and stuff like that too so I've kind of been toying with the idea of um, starting a new project to do like future bass, um, like melodic house, bass house. I've been on a big bass house Mm -hmm. kick lately. Uh, Some drum and bass. I feel like all of those you could really like blend into one 
one project pretty well. Um, and I think that would like really fit into like what I really want to do at the end of the day. Um, the end goal, you know, the whole end game with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Chiquito Fuego, I'm probably gonna stay doing, uh, he- like pretty heavy stuff. I mean, that's kind of, that was like the goal from the beginning. I mean, I, I can definitely spin some other styles. I've been getting into other styles, but I think that it's kind of the point of like opening up a new alias. Um, cause then I can kind of just separate them and make that a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. How do you see the local Kansas city scene evolving in the next five years? That's hard. I think the scene has uh, faced a number of struggles over mm, recent absolutely. years. Um, COVID. Yeah, COVID. COVID for sure. Like, we can't even, like, overlook that. Yeah. That, take, that took a huge hit on the scene. Um, we lost the Riot Room. Yeah. Uh, that, riot I think room. that was a big, big loss for the Kansas City scene because the Riot Room really was, like, the spot that mm. catered to any sort of alternative scene in Kansas City, like, whether that be, your like, your metal shows. Um, and obviously, like, you've got some stuff at larger venues, but if it wasn't, mm. like, large stuff, like, local stuff or even smaller shows, um, even big acts with smaller venues, like, you know, the Riot Room really catered to a lot of that stuff um i think that there's there's been a lot of drama there's always a lot of drama, um, drama. that's like like uh, just try and keep your head out of that shit that's the like best way to deal with that but um i i would i would hope that i, I think in my opinion, like an, a smaller venue or two, like similar to the Riot Room, would be like really awesome for Kansas City. I don't know. I would have to imagine that there's somebody out there like doing that research right mm. now. I can't imagine there's not. Um, I'm hopeful that that's the case. Um, but otherwise, I it's really hard to say because I think that um, a lot of the smaller venues are. I think a lot of people would agree there's just like things that are maybe missing um, or I, I don't know. I don't know. There's just not like the best spot for some of these different styles, like some of this experimental base. Um, there's a lot of the spots right now are like very popping for like your house and, and club style stuff. Um, definitely like some other types of shows are going on at like Aura and other venues, but uh, for the local scene itself, um, I really don't have a clue, man. I, I, I'm just hoping to see some good. Well, it seems like Breakaway was a pretty big success. So yeah, and they uh, they actually already announced that they're coming back yeah, next year. So that's going to be good. Year. We've got Dance Fest coming mm. up. Um, I think I'm on that front we're doing they... good. Borda and High Tech both have a number of really good events coming up. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I feel like in general there's going to be a lot to do on the uh, on the like local show side and stuff like that smaller stuff um hoping to see more of that stuff i personally am a big fan of that i like seeing the smaller artists that aren't Mm -hmm. maybe as big or as known you get a lot of these guys you've never seen or heard of before so how do you go about responding to fans in the community social media person Uh, I try to just be appreciative. I try to, one of the biggest things I know that, um, I've seen some artists that like, whether, you know, they're anxious or they're busy, like whatever, you know, they're, they're people like Mm -hmm. they have lives. I try to not be like, I don't want to be off putting toward people or seem like I'm not approachable. I've been told that I may seem unapproachable at times. Um, um, very like welcoming to any appreciation. Like it really means a lot. Like I, especially honestly my favorite is like people i haven't seen in a long time like friends from high school and stuff like that um that like drives me absolutely drives me feel that um but honestly man like any appreciation any support it i mean that's like it goes the longest man it's it's motivating my favorite part of djing 100 Mm percent um aside from like like, you know, I like with Chiquito Fuego, like typically I'm playing like heavier stuff, but at the end of the day, like my favorite part is definitely like that reaction, like the crowd enjoying it and then vibing with it and, and us all having a good time together. So like, as long as everyone's having a good time, that's all that really matters. Absolutely. So do you have any old people hobbies that you don't quite talk about? Um... Man, I don't know. I uh, my friends all make fun of me for being old, but I don't think I really do anything that's like that old. 
but like i don't know my roommate plays chess a lot or did um but i i don't know i read when i was on vacation and uh away at a center that was a good amount of my time was reading um but i mean i do pretty normal stuff man i'm on the computer looking up whatever on youtube um i like you know going to the shooting range music uh I don't watch a ton of TV, but my roommate watches a bunch of good stuff. So, like, I'll, I'll just sit in on whatever he's yeah. watching. Uh, like trying new foods, you know. Oh, same. I love food. Got it. Yeah, man. There's a lot of good food around Kansas City, too. There's a lot of good food. So, do memories still exist if you don't remember them? I would, um, I, I would say yes, because I would think that, like, like for instance, if you have trauma, you can like block out memories, mm-hmm. but I, you know, you can go to like therapy or work through things to like resurface those memories and like mm-hmm. work through them. So yeah, I'd say they still exist. They're like they hardwired into your they brain. They still happen. Yeah. I think they're like in your brain. They're just not like on the surface. They're not conscious thoughts. So if it wasn't for music, what do you think you'd be putting your energy into? Uh, probably cars. I, uh, yeah. I used to be really big into cars, but the stuff's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, music's pretty damn expensive, too. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, a lot of people just think it's the gear, but uh, any producer will tell you, like, you'll be on YouTube watching a video, and then you're like, oh, shit, here's, like, three new plugins that total, like, $1,000 I need to buy. You ever seen that meme where it's everybody putting a sword in together, and it's like, car guys, computer guys, music guys, fucking gun guys. And it's Wasting like, our, our expensive ass habits that we're writing Yeah, literally. We all, I, think, I think we all just like look for something uh, to waste our money on. Yeah. So have you uh, ever helped tutor or mentor anybody before? Um, not like formally. I mean, I've like helped, you know, friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that with things. But uh, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself to be... I don't know. I say that, but I was about to say I don't consider myself to be the most, like, the, the best uh, at teaching people things. But, like, I was a manager before. So, like, I've definitely, like, done coaching and, and training and stuff like that. But I'm not, like, the biggest fan of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no. But no, no formal, like, teaching or tutoring or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, are you a sports guy? Not really. Not really. I, play, I played soccer when I was younger. Um, I'll watch sports if they're on, but like I don't, I don't care at all. Well, what dr- sport do you think would be the craziest if they added a mandatory minimum of drugs and alcohol? Or alcohol. Like every dude had to oh, be dude, steroided dude, MMA, the fuck MMA, up. MMA, MMA yeah. for sure. Like MMA is already pretty crazy. Like that, yeah. Put them yeah. on bath salts. Yeah, put them on bath oh, salts. Oh, fuck yeah. Could you imagine TK. MMA on bath salts? You'd have dudes eating yeah. each other's ears off, faces off, whatever. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I'm about it. I'm about it. So when you decide to sit down and make music, what does that process look like? Do you like lock yourself in your room? Do you just randomly get ideas, write them down on your phone, and... Go go to them later. Kind of like depends on my headspace. I have a really good habit of like being at work and getting ideas, and then like not. By the time I get to the computer, they're like gone. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I will sit down with an idea of what I'm trying to do. Uh, sometimes I honestly just sit down because I'm like bored and I'm I'm like let's like you know get on and see if I can come up with something. And a lot of times, uh, what I'll end up doing really is just uh put stuff together and um you know get some drums going get a couple different layers going and and kind of just try some different things out until i find something that i'm like feeling and can can work with and and kind of get into um rather than just like aimlessly make um i know some of my some of the stuff i made recently i've like been doing a lot of samples um because when i first started producing Mm -hmm. i was like avoiding it at all costs and that was like that became to be like a really daunting thing to me using samples in music somehow for some reason. Um, so like I've made a couple of things that are like only samples. And, um, so like with those, a lot of that, since you're going off of sounds that are already made, like the earlier stuff, um, cause splice kind of sucks sometimes if you don't, if you're not getting like good sample packs or anything like that, um, kind of aimlessly searching. So I'd kind of just throw things together and see what, like until I found something that, I could like feel, you know, and get into, cause otherwise you're just kind of working off random sounds. But, uh, like with, that's why I kind of want to get into the more melodic stuff. Cause you can get into stuff. You're more like, uh, 
inspired on um and not aimlessly making absolutely at least not that just just for me not to say that's like that's not everybody that's just personally i get a little more inspired with melodic stuff mm-hmm. i get a melody going get a chord progression going and that i can just go on that shit okay so what's your approach how do you deal with and balance work life social life djing making music family life how what's your strategy dealing with that managing that all right so i used to i used to like overly invest in work and jobs that like Mm -hmm. did not give a shit about me like i skipped a hawaii trip with my family that would have they would have paid for like i wouldn't like dead ass my mom probably would have like even if i was short on bills from missing work she probably would have like helped me make up that um but i missed it for work um so fuck work like as long as your bills are paid like your job is just your job like as long like you should find something you enjoy but uh at the end of the day like if you're not doing something you love or something like great um if it's just like a job just a job like you're working at a a restaurant or something nothing special like fuck that place like focus on uh, your family because you never know when they're going to be gone uh your friends are important too like get, get good people in your circle um and and do you make some memories like that's 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 the most important thing honestly man we're pretty big on fuck corporations fuck fuck work fuck fuck most jobs fuck them yeah you just gotta as long as i'm as long as i uh, can pay my bills man um, i'm cool okay so you have a button which when pressed does something what does your button make you do Honestly, when you said that, I just like, I felt like it had, the button makes me angry now. That's what the button does. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but that's, that's just what. Honestly, I feel like if most people had a button, people started pressing it. And that it's an angry people, button. Yeah, yeah, it's an angry button. Well, have you ever heard about the million dollar button? I have not. Some guy comes to you and says, you hit this button, you get a million dollars, but somebody somewhere is going to die. Do you hit the button? Is the person that's going to die. You like, don't know them. You've never met them in your life. They're completely on a different gonna, part of the gonna planet. But it's going to be like an innocent innocent death, not someone that's like on their deathbed, on their way out. Like it's not like perfect timing with it. I'm just going to like, it you could, it, it could you be know. you at, 20, at your age. Like it could be you at your age right now. It could be, yeah. No, I'll, I'll pass. I can't. That's not... Okay, so then the dude leaves and he says, now I'm going to go some, somewhere to somebody and I'm going to let them make that choice. Can't control other people. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can only control yourself. Don't ever really stress what other people are doing. Absolutely. Um, so what is the difference between wisdom and intelligence? intelligence um i would i i feel is something that i mean that's like the the capability of how smart someone like Mm -hmm. can be in in a sense um wisdom is something that you're going to gain through experiences and things like that so like you could have someone that's not intelligent by any means but they've been doing but they're wise yeah like go do go talk to some homeless people man like Mm -hmm. and not like i've met like you get some people that have done some drugs and stuff like maybe they're not the smartest people anymore you know they've life's had their way with them um but you know they they know shit they got stories um yeah i mean I, i know i know some dumb people that are decently wise yeah they're just not like intelligent book smart you know if you could throw a charity or benefit concert for like any charitable cause what are you picking and why probably mental health and mm-hmm. or addiction if i could combine the two that'd be that'd i'm sure be great. i'm sure um, you can look like yeah yeah so i i would do those two just because that's like that's been the thing that i've dealt with throughout the years personally that's been my experience and and my you know my demons um absolutely and i know that I there are to. not a lot of great resources um honestly there's really few great resources out there for e- either mental health or addiction mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, any, anything to help that front, I'm, I'm all for it. If you could go back five years and give yourself some advice, what do you think it would be? 
don't fucking do those drugs. Stop. Five years ago, it was, uh, I'd, yeah, I'd be telling myself to uh, stop doing those drugs. I honestly would be saying the same thing. Fucking stop. Chill, yeah, bro. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be okay. It seemed cool. I had my fun, but, uh, you know, I feel like if I, uh, maybe would have like gotten, I don't know. It's all, it's all headspace. But if I would have, if I could have gotten myself into the headspace I'm in now, then I, I would be like way farther right now. But you know, hindsight's 2020. Um, it, it's about, you know, it's not about where you've been. It's about where you're going. So you just got to put a good foot forward. Absolutely. So what strengths do you have that make you good at what you do? Um, by what, but like with music, what I do, um, and not just making music, but performing and networking social. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, with my, with my history with music, I've definitely not say I've got the best ear for it. Like there are so many people that have way better ear than me for it. And I'm Mm -hmm. still like very much so training my ear, but I have a decent ear for, um, for stuff like, like key and things like that. Music theory. Um, as for like socially i'm i'm a very social person um like i said i've been told i'm sometimes seem a bit i I may seem a bit unapproachable but um i feel like if you can get past that if that's a thing um i'm pretty easy to talk to i can get along with most anybody i've got a lot of interests like i can see um a lot of sides of a scenario so i can really like get along with pretty much anyone um so that you know that obviously helps because honestly i feel like like the vast majority of music is your networking and Absolutely. talking to people and making good connections and stuff it's like not that what you know it's who you know yeah definitely i mean you can be the best musician in the world and if you can't network mm-hmm. and get your you know market and get your stuff out there and meet people you're gonna go nowhere i think and- beethoven or mozart was like like pretty much starved to death because they weren't noticed until after they died yeah and then you can have people mm-hmm. that are absolutely uh, not that great not and tough. but they're <laughs> yeah. but they're but they're really good i mean a lot of it you know if you got money to invest into marketing mm-hmm. and advertising and if you're going out to these events and just i mean being you got to be a likable yeah. person that's like a really good start absolutely um, but uh yeah i mean that's that helps a lot so uh counterpoint do you have any weaknesses that you're currently working on um, I feel like my stage presence could be better. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like I did the best I've ever done at breakaway. Um, I actually like really didn't have any anxiety before performing, which is unlike me. That's the other thing I was going to say is my, my anxiety before performing. I tend to get some pretty bad anxiety, but, um, I'm trying to get better with that. Um, someone a while ago had said to me, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's a good thing. You've got that anxiety cause it means you feel alive you're excited so you know you just need to learn how to embrace it and run with it rather than from it and uh, i've been trying to work on that but uh otherwise yeah the stage presence thing i uh i can get a little uncomfortable on the mic um not that i have a problem with it i just don't i'll like i just won't get on the mic a lot like i'll come up and be like yo i'm chiquito fuego like i'm gonna throw down whatever i'm gonna say like not not that but <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i'll come up i'll say what i have to say and then i'll just play and won't really do much uh talking the whole hour and trying to get better about being more engaging with the crowd so absolutely absolutely it's it is hard to get on that mic i'm very hard with my words a lot at the time uh, what's your, uh, definition of happiness or happy place? Uh, so happy place, that's definitely gonna be what you make of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's if yours you, specifically, man, I, uh, anywhere I can just like sit and relax and decompress like mm-hmm. quiet time. Like as much as I love music, there are definitely times where I want to sit in silence. Like I do not want, Absolutely. Like, like, you know, you just get overstimulated. Absolutely. Um, so somewhere I can just sit quietly and not like I can just, whether it is that I want to listen to music or not, mm-hmm. I can think I can be left alone. Okay. Um, I mean, ideally somewhere really pretty, like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like sitting along the water. That's nice. Yeah, like I lakes or something like that. Uh, somewhere in the woods is always nice. Love hammocking love anywhere hammocking. out of the park, um, in good temperature, mind you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anywhere where you can just like decompress, that's, that's my happy place. So if you had to remove all the apps on your phone, but three, what three are you keeping? Uh, so I'd have, I'd have to like, Every single one, even the factory apps, or just the ones I download? Just the ones you downloaded. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'd keep... 
probably it, it probably it'd probably be facebook instagram and snapchat but it 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 should probably twitter should probably be in there i'm terrible at twitter but twitter I'm is like terrible. the kingpin I, for I like edm networking and shit right now so i need to get better with that one uh, but it uh, sounds like i am missing out on a whole social network it, dude there's it's it's great like honestly there's there's a shit ton of people on there there's a lot of good content uh it's funny like there's a lot of good memes and stuff on there um, a lot of relatable stuff but i don't know i like stopped using twitter when i graduated because it was at the time it was just like all that what it was was like people that were still in high school so it was a lot of yeah. drama and i just like and just have not been able to like get super back into it i've just never made the jump to twitter i don't know why i love reddit i love facebook instagram's cool Never made the jump to Twitter, which everybody says I would be great at Twitter because I never shut up. Oh, you'd like it, man. Um, what is the biggest or silliest lie that you've ever told? Oh God, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. My uh, my mom always like you know taught me not to lie because it's uh it's harder to have to keep track of your lies than it is to tell the truth. And, um, when I was in high school, I had got caught doing some drugs and stuff. And, uh, at that point I was like able to just like, I put it all on the table and came clean. So I just like, don't, I don't know. I'd like really have to think about it. Like, obviously it's not that deep, like being a silly lie, but I don't don't even know. Well then do you sing in the shower? And what do you sing in the shower? Not really. Like so, mm-hmm. sometimes, but not really. I usually just like if I turn on music, I'll just sit and listen to it. I don't like to sing. The walls are thin and mm-hmm. Tyrell can hear me, so Okay. Do you know what a human centipede is? Don't even go there. Do you know what the second one is? Yeah, we're going first gen human centipede. Yeah, here. I know all about that shit. What? What position are you being in and who what two people are in the other two positions? Oh man. Uh I'm definitely taking middle. Yeah. And uh let's see here. That's hard. Um maybe Emma Watson's gonna be in front of me. Yeah. And um man. Do you have the person behind you be someone you hate or someone that's like also bad? Um, no, I'd probably, probably do someone I hate. That's hard though. Um, (laughs) maybe Trump, like that dude fucking sucks, bro. (laughs) That dude could eat my shit. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Okay. So, uh, how do you think your personality is reflected in your music? Um, it definitely depends on what I'm making. I've been toying with a number of different things lately. Um, with the heavier stuff that usually brings on my like aggression and chaos. Um, but, uh, like I said, I've been trying to get into that more melodic stuff, but I I honestly, I've been toying with a lot, a little bit of everything. I really, my production's been all over the place. Most of what I have saved is heavier stuff, but like with what I've been like toying with, I, I mean, there's a lot to gain out of making things that aren't what your intentions are. Um, there's a lot of different techniques that different styles use. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've just, I've really been just trying to toy with a little bit of everything. So I, I really don't have a great answer on that yet just because I don't even know that I'd say I have a solid foundation on my production at this point. I'm still really like Mm -hmm. testing the waters. Mm Mm-hmm. If you could play at any music festival in the world, who, where, which one, and who would you want like the headliner to be that night? Uh, Tomorrowland over in Hell Europe, one hundred percent. I think that's the one. Yeah, over in yeah. Europe that just happened. That, that shit. I've I've been watching that for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a friend that actually went this past year, and she said that shit was absolutely amazing. I saw that stage was massive. Um, I would love to play that. And honestly, headliners, I, so my favorite producer is said the sky. So like, I'd have to put Mm -hmm. him up there. I would also like to have like someone like slander or something like that. I like, I like how they, um, go through their range of genres Mm -hmm. through a set. And, uh, it's not, you know, just like one thing the whole time. Um, you know, they'll have you like vibing with it, feeling the music one minute and the next minute, like you're headbanging with your friends. Mm -hmm. And then the next minute, like they're playing some weird shit. So, um, I mean, honestly though, with like, with something like Tomorrowland, like it'd be cool. Cause you could have like 
such a variety of artists. Like I, I don't even, I don't even, mm-hmm. I have a lot of artists that I'd like to play for. So. Mm. Okay. So we're running about on time. So before we go, is there anybody you want to shout out? Is there anything coming up that you, that we should be on the lookout for show wise, drop wise, yeah, what 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 do we have to look forward to? Give give uh, some shout well, outs. Shout out to my parents and my little sister because honestly, they're like my probably like my biggest motivators for real right now, um, especially like through everything I've been dealing with. Um, but for stuff coming up, I have nothing. It's not announced yet, but just keep keep an eye out. In uh, I think it's October and September, uh, there should be some announcements coming out soon. So that should be a good time. Uh, maybe a little back-to-back action at w- uh, with one of the boys at one of those events, too. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Well, I'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on. It's been a, a great time. Um, and the listeners, thank you for listening. Um, again, drink water, stay hydrated. Reviews are fantastic. They make this all possible. The written ones even better. You don't even have to say words about us. You can talk about anything. You can talk about sandwiches. You can complain. You can use the comment section as your therapy. I, I don't care. Just give us five stars. But you guys have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week.